G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. We have a culture, we have our own traditions and styles and things like that, and we can get the lingo down really, really well. But then you actually have to look at the fruit of a person's life to see whether they're actually doing anything with it. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. Christians have been debating the issue of faith versus works for the past 2,000 years. Some Christians becoming so concerned about doing works that it might cause them to lose their salvation. However, biblically, faith and works are actually supposed to be in a symbiotic relationship with each other. It's actually been an intense debate over the past couple of thousand years. Like it's become ferocious in mm. some in some places to the point where it's very hostile. And it really shouldn't be. It shouldn't be at all. I mean, I know it's very easy when we look at, say, Judaism, even going back to the Judaism of Jesus' day, because he was very critical of his own Jewish leadership within Mm. spiritual leadership I'm talking about, because there were so many additional laws and traditions and rituals that had been included into their faith. And, And I might add that most of those rituals or traditions came about out of a desire to ensure they didn't break the existing laws. So they embellished them or built and mm. added onto them to make sure, yep. just to be doubly certain yep. that they weren't doing anything wrong. And then they took on a life of their own. And eventually they got so many that they were actually undermining the original laws of God. And, and Jesus was very critical of mm. them on that. So it's easy to look at the, the Jewish religion and say, well, You know, look at how over the top they are. They're so caught up in it that they're so focused on their laws. Let's not forget, too, they have no temple today. So in order to adapt their religion and not have to worry about the sacrifices – they've added even more laws yeah. again on top of it, to, yeah. like a compensation. And, of course, then you've got the flip side where Christians are trying to avoid anything that's works-based or law-based mm. at any cost, just focusing purely on faith alone. Yeah, and it's kind of the, the pendulum swings way, way, way to the other side. It's almost a fear that if I do any kind of works that I'm falling from grace, I've mm. fallen back under the law and I'm now no longer saved. It is definitely a balancing act, but but Jews and Christians can go to the far, far, far extreme mm. opposite ends of this pendulum, but there's got to be something that's right down the centre. Well, that's right. Well, fortunately, James addresses this pretty clearly in, he does, in, in yeah. his book uh, in the New Testament. In chapter 2, it says, Some may well say, You have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without the works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one. You do well. The demons also believe and shudder. But are you willing to recognize, you foolish fellow, that faith without works is useless? Do you know, I don't like being called a foolish fellow. <laughs> so I want to get this right. We have to understand. We talked about the purpose of the law. We we don't need to go back over that. The law is perfect. It's pure. It's holy. And it serves a purpose. Mm. But it drives us to understand that we cannot save ourselves. Yeah. 
It shows us that we need a saviour. So once we've been saved, then something has to be evident within us. Mm. I had a fabulous conversation every time I go to Israel. We get to the old city of Jerusalem, and in the Jewish quarter, there's a shop there, Shorashim it's called, and there's this gorgeous um, Orthodox rabbi who will often close his doors to have Bible studies with Christians. He knows the (laughs) New Covenant scriptures, chapter and verse, better than most people I know. And he said to me once, he said, you know, I want to know what you believe. I want to understand how you think or believe what you do. He says, but, you know, we have an issue with Paul because Paul seems to be throwing the law away as though it's not important. And as we've shown in scriptures, no, Paul doesn't do that at all. But he was trying to explain to Gentiles, you can't be a Jew. We Mm. can't even do it. You don't have to do that. But this rabbi says to me, but we really like James. (laughs) Because James makes it clear that if you really believe in God, if you really love him, why wouldn't you want to obey him? Yeah, that's right. Why wouldn't you want to please him? Not to be saved, but because you are saved. That's right. It's the evidence of salvation, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it was a really fantastic conversation with this Beautiful rabbi, really nice man. Now, of course, in uh, the book of Acts, we see a lot of these evidences of first century believers who are outworking their faith with works. Exactly. But what's the name of the book? You've already said it. What's the name of the book? Well, it's the book of Acts. Exactly. The Acts of the Apostle, which Mm. means they're actually doing something. Mm. You could call it the book of works. Yeah, the works of the apostles. (laughs) The works of the apostles. I mean, where would the church be had it not been for the works Mm. or the acts of of all of the apostles, and then the church going out from there. They did extraordinary things, not in order to get saved. They already were saved. Mm. But the result or the fruit of their salvation came out through their actions, and we end up with books like the Book of Acts. And you read through the rest of the New Covenant Scriptures, and all that Paul did, said where he went, all this, and you kind of go, my goodness, the man never sat down, but not in order to own his salvation. Mm. He already had that. That's right. So the Acts of the Apostles is incredibly important for us as believers. But there's also a fabulous story in there. You will know the story of Cornelius. Okay, Cornelius was a Roman centurion, so he had a pagan background. But when he was in Israel or Judea and he got to observe the Jews and learn about their God, he became a believer in the one true God. Now, he needed to be saved. Just believing in the God of the Old Covenant or the God of the Jews was not enough. But he responded to what he now believed. And then what he did was he gave alms and did good works for the Jewish people. Mm. And God saw that. And I want to read Acts 10.4. It says, fixing his gaze on him and being much alarmed, he said, what is it, Lord? And he said to him, your prayers and alms have ascended as a memorial before God. So this is basically... An angel comes to Cornelius and says, hey, God has noticed what you're doing. And Cornelius is overwhelmed. And then he sends for Peter. Peter comes. He hears the gospel. Cornelius and all his family are saved. Not because of the works he did. He already believed in the God of the Jews. He responded with works. And that faith that was in him, God then sends the gospel to him. Mm. There was this balance between faith and works in Cornelius. I love that story because it shows very clearly that there is an action that comes from faith. If there Mm. is no action that comes from faith, you have to wonder whether it's a genuine faith. And while the Bible obviously doesn't tell us this, but I'm sure Cornelius's 
prayers and his arms and everything didn't cease when he became a believer. No. That would have only continued and probably increased. Well, church history actually says that he became a bishop wow. somewhere. Yeah, so he went on from strength to strength to Amazing. strength. And then who knows what his family did. You know, in our Christian environment, in Christendom, we have our own lingo. We have a culture. We have our own traditions and styles and things like that. And we can get the lingo down really, really mm. well. But then you actually have to look at the fruit of a person's life to see whether they're actually doing anything with yeah. it. Right at the very beginning, you said that this was a symbiotic relationship between faith and works. You really can't have one without the other. So it's not a sin and it's nothing to be fearful of if you become active in your faith doing works. Remember, the world is watching us. The world is not Christian. The world is not righteous. The world is in darkness. So they have to not only hear what we say with our mouth, they have to see what we do with our actions. Otherwise, why are they going to want what we've got? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, James goes on in this passage we read earlier, James chapter 2, in verse 26, he says, Just as the body without the spirit is dead, so also faith without works is dead. So you can see that symbiotic relationship going on. One without the other just doesn't work. Exactly. So you can't have faith and no works, and you certainly can't have works without faith. Either of those extremes is dead and empty. So we have to get this balance right and not be fearful of the law. Like I said, we've we've talked about the law or the role or the purpose of the law numerous times on previous programs on foundations because it's so important that we understand that the law is not a bad, evil, wicked thing, which we tend to think. You know, you say something about obeying the, the law and people go... <gasps> No, the law, you've fallen from grace. No, the, the law is a wonderful thing. It shows us God's standards. And if something, if God has said that there is something that he likes that pleases him, why wouldn't we want to do it? Yeah, that's right. Not be, because we want to be saved, we are saved. You know, it's like when you fall in love with somebody, you want to do things for them that please them, that make their life better, that make them smile. And it's the same with, with God. Why would we not want to do something that would please our Father? and put him into an unsaved person's peripheral vision. We're supposed to be salt and light. Mm, And it's a balancing act. Such a good reminder. Well, next time on Foundations, we're going to be asking the question, is blood necessary for atonement of sins? This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.